You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 36. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe, my little sickly wife. Yeah, I'm not feeling so great. Definitely not. But we're powering ahead. We are. You're on the upswing, and I think I might be on the downswing. This is not good. You took excellent care of me this week. At least we weren't sick at the same time. That's true. But now I got to go to work and take care of you? And the kids are back in school next week? I'm not one of those guys... That's no, like, I just know how sick you're going to get. You're not one of those guys, but this was really bad. This stuff is nasty. So if you have the same thing I have, you're going to be sick and you're going to be helpless. Well, we're going into the weekend. It's a three-day weekend. So I try to schedule my sickness on three-day weekends. Okay, good. So you can just lay in front of the television. So like any other weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. You're always busy. <laughs> but yeah, just for the record... You're not one of those guys. I'm not one of those like, oh, I'm so sick. It's so much worse, but I get it. I'm not that guy. No, he's not. I'm not tough, but I'm not that guy. No. It's like, it seems like it's the tough guys that are those guys. It totally is. You know? Well, if you read that article, it says the more testosterone you have, the worse that you are about the man flu. So maybe... That would stand to reason that. I have no <laughs> testosterone. I'm not tough at all. <laughs> No wonder I can power through those colds and flus so easily Or maybe you're just normal tough I don't even know what that means I don't know I'm too tired to make sense of things <laughs> We probably shouldn't try witty banter this week Okay, shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on iTunes You can go there, rate, review, subscribe We have a new review We do? We do Oh, well I'd like to hear it It's from Pure Blonde Evil Oh And It's a good review? Yeah. Okay, well, evil threw me off. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, it's fair. And she says, do you like how, since it says pure blonde evil, I just assume it's a woman? Yeah. So she says, a, a, I strong-armed my partner into buying one together, 
and it is the crowning achievement of our joint financial existence. Aww. It is so fun to listen to real people geek out about this funny, solitary, shared experience. We love it, the Peloton. I think she's making fun of us because she spelled it Peloton. <laughs> is we fixed it <laughs> and find your relational banter endearing thanks for being real and bringing us closer to the real live humans who make this a thing love wolf peaches and the commissioner <laughs> what a great sign off i know that sounds like a, like a like a wacky sitcom it does or like some sort or of a band or more a morning zoo in omaha Good morning, everybody. It's Wolf Peaches, and I'm the commissioner. <laughs> okay. It's 8.15 in the big city, 15 minutes after 8. Oh, stop. Coming up next hour, chances for you to win tickets to see Fog Hat. <laughs> what do you call that, puking? They call it puking. Yeah, don't Good you? morning, everybody. Oh, stop it. That's how they used to like want the DJs. You need to have a big voice. Yeah, that should be natural. Yeah, it should. So thank you for the kind review Thank you so much And don't forget uh, You can also find us on Facebook Yeah I I wanted to talk for a second Because I think people are confused About the difference between A Facebook page and a Facebook group And I was confused about it too Before we started this whole journey So I get it if you are so when we say like, we say join the group, there, whenever I post the episodes, I link back to the page or to our clip out web page. I, I do not have a way to link to the actual group unless I call it the clip out group. So if you're looking for our group and you go to the page and you can't figure out how to join, there should be on the side, it says linked groups, and then you choose the clip out group, and that is where you join. So what's the difference between a group and a page for you, the end user. I'll let you go ahead and explain that, marketing man. Sure. So Facebook will throttle posts from a page. So unless you set up that page to show you all the posts, you won't see them all. So they won't get our news? They they might or they might not. That's could, the thing. Could, is you don't a, know. It's a crapshoot. Right. If you join a group, then everything that group posts will show up in your feed. Got it. So a group will... It will constantly push everything that happens from that group into your Facebook feed. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. But if you're not in that group, you can't see it. It won't show it like you can't share from it. You can't, you know, that's the downside. So if you want to make sure you see everything we post or talk about during the week. Join uh, the group. Join the group. Or you can just like the page and just check the page occasionally. You can do that too. But if if you want to stay up to date on everything you want, if you want to see our musings in your feed, then you also need to join the clip out group. There Summed up nicely We have educated people (laughs) So Beyond that What's on the uh, schedule For this week Just drama Oh (laughs) Drama 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 That's good Yeah We're gonna talk about uh, We got some tribe updates We got a little challenge update I mean we're going into The new years I would be more excited About that Were I not feeling The way I feel (laughs) right now But I'm hoping that uh, 2018 is gonna be A good year We have lots of good plans We have lots of plans For this podcast We have lots of plans For HRI We have lots of plans For vacations We have a lot coming up We do have a lot coming up So I am excited About 2018 I just don't Have the energy To express the excitement Exactly at the moment But it's there It's down deep Okay And uh, we'll also have an interview We have an awesome interview With Mike Kyle And don't be concerned We recorded that interview Before we were sick I was much more energetic During that conversation Than I am right now yeah, So when you when you feel a sudden 
surge in energy. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, they're so faking it. Yeah. Like, we were not faking it. When we recorded it, we were healthy. And I and I have to say thank you to everybody in the clipout group who told me, sent me well wishes today and cheering up because I was having a bad day. So they it was were really very nice. nice. They were very nice to they you. They were. And if you join the clipout group, uh, maybe I'll uh, post a picture of you in the in the uh, doctor's office waiting. For the doctor to come in and treat you Well that was mean <laughs> I was such a mess You sitting there all teary with your boo-boo face was... Up on the doctor's table <laughs> I felt so awful <laughs> Yeah let's move on shall okay. we <laughs> Let's uh, let's dig into the topics du jour Okay It's time for news of the Paladin Tell me about the drama Okay, well, I'm going to start with the the small drama. Okay. The drama that has been resolved. So, I I saw a couple messages this week. You might have seen them. There were some comparisons to people's profiles to Rob Lowe because they had like 50 people follow them all of a sudden in the matter of like 30 minutes to an hour. And uh, there were some concerns. They were like, why are all these people following me? What is happening? Being the... Investigative person that I am You're like a little Lois Lane (laughs) I got to the bottom of it So um, and by that I mean I had A couple of great conversations with some people So (laughs) (laughs) that's what That involves (laughs) that's true Well so as it turns out there is a an awesome Peloton group called the FabFit40 group. It was all started about three months ago by Casey Denu. And she was a 40-something lady who loved Peloton. And uh, she always filtered on her leaderboard women in their 40s. Right. And so she posted a question out there. Who, who else is doing that to find like-minded people who are riding the bike? Turns out a lot. So people started talking about we should have a group. So so Casey put a group together. She's now the admin of this group. And um, in only three months, they have over 1,300 women. Wow, that's a lot. It, it is. Go ahead. Allow me to interject on your behalf. Did I, did I miss a... No, I'm just going to interject something. This is a little sidebar, counselor. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of my wife, stop asking her why she isn't in the group. I'm not 40, guys. She keeps getting asked. And she's like, I'm not 40. Back off. She's enjoying... The last gasps, <laughs> the death throes of her thirties. Yeah, and and, and Rachel, so it. it's not six months. Rachel Boutine, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I am bad at math on the fly, but I know that I have longer than six months to go. It's like six and a half. It's closer to nine. Thank you. So you you could have a baby in that time. <laughs> Not with me, you couldn't. No, that is medically impossible at this point. (laughs) I got the receipt. Yes, you do. So, um, yeah, that is a good point. That's why I'm not in the group. So I didn't know about the group. So I had to do the investigative work. You know, you think it's you think you're going to feel sad when it's finally time to join Fit and 40. How sad are you going to feel when it's time to leave Fit and 40? Okay, well, you know what? We just don't even need to have that conversation. <laughs> I, I think you just need to just hush your mouth over there. That's way too far in the future to be talking about. It's like Menudo. I'm already sick. Are you trying to make me sad? It's like Menudo, but you kick, get kicked out when you're 50. It's like menopause nudo. <laughs> anyway, so there's this group. And Casey put it together. As it turns out, all of the people that were getting these notifications all happened to be in that group. So that was the first clue that it was something to do with this fab, fab Fit 40 group. And um, then I started seeing posts. And these posts said that, like, uh, apparently there was some kind of profile made. And, like, they 
put it put everybody's names in there and and you could just go follow it and I didn't, I didn't really understand what that meant but people were concerned it was some kind of scam thing like they were right and, and, and when I say concerned it was just people who didn't see notifications etc so they they just didn't know what was happening it felt a little fishy yeah so um so I reached out to Casey and she was nice enough to explain to me that one of their members of the tribe whose name is Chris Cawson Chris put together what I think is actually a brilliant plan and and I wanted to tell everybody on the episode because I think other admins of other tribes might want to consider this what they did is they put together a profile for their particular group they have a pinned post on the page you can participate or not participate by putting your leaderboard name in so that other people can follow you so what Chris did is she put all that information in a spreadsheet and um, then she took all those names in one row and copied and pasted it into a brand new Peloton profile. So what I mean to say is, I don't know the name of this profile, didn't ask because these people, this is a closed group. It's none of our business. You right. know, if you guys want to know more about it, feel free to join the group and, and they will happily they add can, you. Yeah. But I, I, they don't need to be spammed. So I don't know the name of it. For this moment, we'll call it FFF. That's the name of the this profile that's right. on the bike. And and she went in and she added each person one by one. So now you can pull up that FFF profile and you can see all the people that want to be followed and you can just go through and add them really quickly on your bike instead of typing in their names and having to go find them. So she like made this incredible shortcut that's just for their group. So I actually think it's a really smart idea for yeah. all the groups to, to consider doing um, because then when you want to follow somebody, you can see everybody who wants to be followed in your group in one fell swoop instead of having to go through and search through an Excel document. That's very clever. Yeah. So, <laughs> as it turns out, during this exact same time frame, because Kate Chris Cawson has also been sick with the flu, um, and so she did this in a very recent time period. Well, at the same time, this particular week, Casey had also posted out on the OPP about her group. And they got 300 new members overnight, practically. And when that happened, in combination with the new profile being added, there were all these people following because they're brand new to the bike. They didn't they didn't know that they might have preferences later to say things like, I only want to follow people who are close to me in output or I only want right. to follow people that live near me or whatever. So they went through and followed everybody, hence resulting in. <laughs> These incredibly large numbers of follows in a very short time period. So that is that. And you haven't been hacked or cyber stalked. <laughs> not at all. And I had such a delightful time talking to Casey. I invited her on the show and uh, she's going to come in. Well, not come in. She'll. That's uh, probably a jaunt for her. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but she's going to join us on the Skype phone in a few weeks, maybe at the end of January or February. I don't know how the schedule is going to work out. And uh, we're going to learn more about the Fab Fit 40 group. For my impending arrival of the 40s in August. Cool. So, so when she's here, she'll be. It'll be time for you to join. No, no, right? No. I mean, by Rachel's math. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Rachel. (laughs) Rachel already has you collecting a pension. (laughs) So, uh, so that's that. That was the tiny drama. Okay, so that means if that's the tiny drama, then that would lead one to surmise. That there's a big drama There's a huge drama is it just a big drama Or is there like a medium sized drama To bridge No We just go from small to big Yep Yeah Yep OPP has been a mess this week Between the new people Asking the same questions Over and over again Which people have actually Been fairly nice For that I will I will give them that Well that's good It is uh, They've been pretty welcoming 
But uh, yeah, so you might have you might remember me telling you that Jen Sherman has been on vacation. Yes. Okay. She is incommunicado. She is, which I believe is next to Aruba. <laughs> Ironically, she's in Aruba for real. Is she really? She really is. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all over her Instagram that she's having a great time and uh, having just having a lot of fun. Well, while she's been away, uh, people. Started looking at the January schedule Because that's coming out next week That's January is here Right And um, they realized that In addition to moving the Thursday ride There used to be a, a Thursday 5.30 ride Eastern time That got taken off schedule a couple weeks ago And now There's always been a triple play Tuesday How many times have I told you I can't wait to be home for a triple play Tuesday Well now there's only a double Tuesday And the times changed It was also Very specific times that have always existed Those all moved So now one ride went away And they changed two time slots So is it a big deal that the rides changed? Okay, no In the grand scheme of things Peloton has great offering It's none of our business We We don't have to have the whole full rundown On Jen Sherman's schedule But here's the thing Jen Sherman Because of her own personal schedule Has always had like Very Static rides So they've always been Kind of the same And uh, She also Because of her own Personal life I I don't know the details of it Don't claim to know The details of it But I know that she's Mentioned on the bike before That she She has kind of A small set of times That she's available So It's not a seven days a week And, And all the instructors Have their things That keep them from doing The the bike seven days a week But It's It kind of feels like Jen kind of has the shortest Amount of those So she had Seven rides Okay She had seven rides That were on the the schedule The entire week All right, And now We're down to five rides For the entire week And We know That Jen didn't specifically say Hey I want to take less rides Or do less rides Right We don't know If this is long term We don't know If this is because It's January And everything moves around You know I have a theory on this I think it's a theory Where I was headed But you go ahead Steal my thunder Go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. My theory is that they know so many rides are taken on demand. Mm. They've already got a ton of Jen Sherman cat of rides banked on demand. And so this is a way to increase the on demand catalog for some of the other instructors. Okay, that's a fair theory. Also a theory is that uh, the big announcement of the treadmill is coming. Right. Maybe some changes are happening to instructors' lineups. Sure. I mean, you know what? There, And that is just a theory, by the way. There are so many theories. That's the problem. Here's the deal. I feel like you and I are, are ambassadors of the brand Peloton, and so are all the admins. Everybody that runs a group loves Peloton, not just the instructors We love everything about Peloton So When we spend all this time And we invest our, our own personal time And our own personal money Into that brand And then things change We don't have the transparency To know why something happened And then so people Because we're human We start filling in these gaps Right With with true stories With false stories With complete bullshit Because I've seen some <laughs> crazy ass stuff out there And it's all over the place And you know what I have no idea what's true I have no idea what's right I have no idea what's wrong And that That's Peloton's growing so fast They can't lose sight of that Like I feel like that's so critical Because back in the day 
I mean, we talked to Jen Sherman. We had her on the show. We know for a fact she had an everyday working relationship with John Foley. Right. Well, that can't possibly be the case today. I mean, I don't I certainly don't know all the inner workings of Peloton, but there's no way that John Foley is the one sitting up there creating the schedule. And and I don't think and Robin Arzan is the creative person who does all the ride workouts. She's she's the person over that. I don't think there's any way she's sitting up there doing the schedule. My guess is that whoever is doing it isn't as intimately involved with the social media aspect of it. As maybe you and I are Right The other admins Etc Well and I think sometimes The the users The Peloton owners I think lose sight of the fact that We see a lot of stuff On social media And kind of Make our guesses about Who's popular Who isn't Which rides are getting Taken the most Totally But, but Peloton has the actual Hardcore data Right And so In a lot of ways They're a TV station and they have programming. They're, and, they're filling in programming. Yeah, and they're adjusting programming. And if if, if they see, a, you know, a certain program works better or maybe works better in this time slot, but not this time slot or, you know, what I mean, there's a absolutely there's a lot of things that could be taking place in that regard. But what I don't want the takeaway to be is that's what's going on here. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. I That's not what's happening because. It just, it just isn't. If you sort on the popularity of her rides, it's not what's happening. Right. Now, there might be a very valid reason. Like I said, it's January. So many people are on vacation. It could just be they need to move things around. But the fact that they didn't fill Jen in before she went on vacation to tell all of her loyal fan base what was going on, the fact that they have not made a statement saying why the changes were made. Now, now they did come up with a statement. JV came on Facebook and she basically, and I am completely paraphrasing, basically said, we're not done with the January schedule, but we talked to all the instructors as we make the changes. And this this isn't done. This isn't over. Things are happening. So um, none of us should be jumping to conclusions. Right. And I know that. And you know that. But there is so much harshness on the OPP. I get that Jen Sherman may not be your favorite instructor. Guess what? There's a lot of people that Stephen Little wasn't their favorite instructor. And you know what? That's the problem here. Everybody is seeing deja vu. Stephen Little went on vacation and never came back. And there was no communication about it. I do not believe in any way, shape or form. That is what's happening with Jen Sherman. But there are people who do believe that's what's happening. And when you don't communicate with people, that's what happens. And I know there's people sitting there saying it's none of our business. And they're right. It, Peloton is a business. We do not own it. We are we are people who sit at home. But let me put it to you this way. If you have your favorite show on TV and it's there the same day every week and somebody changes it, you're pissed. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. So, you know, those of you on your soapboxes, get down. Someday it's going to happen to your instructor, a change of some kind that you do care about, and you should be kind. Whether it's Stephen Little, it's Jen Sherman, Christine Diercole. Any of the instructors Because they're all brilliant We love them all And none of us Want to see our favorite instructors Be changed on us Without having any explanation So That's my two cents (laughs) (laughs) Calm down OPP And be nice to each other Yes you can absolutely Have a different opinion But do you have to be So hateful about it Yeah there are some Hateful people on there So many So that's the drama That's what's going on This week That's a lot of drama It is a lot of drama I think we should follow it up with some fun stuff. 
then let's have fun stuff. Okay, do you want to hear about a new challenge or do you want to hear about what's going on in the store? Let's do the challenge and then the store. Okay. Challenge. There is a huge power zone challenge. You don't have to be in the power zone pack to be part of it. But it's from Matt Wilbers and Dennis Morton. They're teaming up. They're both power zone instructors. There is a six week 2018 power zone New Year's challenge. It starts January 1st and runs through February 19th. You can decide whether you want to be a beginner, intermediate or advanced challenge. Uh, and you go to see it to find it. You go to Matt Wilpers Peloton page And of course You can always find This information At facebook.com Slash the clip out uh, It's great It's going to be A good way to keep Yourselves accountable Matt, Matt and Dennis Would like us to be Posting selfies every week And their favorite Graph of the week And so it's going to be Very interactive A really good time Awesome Good way to kick off January New goals well, I'm sure the ride Numbers will just Shoot through the roof Come January Between all the new people getting bikes for Christmas And then everybody after first of the year Has new fitness goals And I'm sure you'll see lots of increased activity on rides I, Man oh man do you love your AG1 I really do You do It's a wonderful tasting drink And it also makes me feel good Like it's a great way to start the day uh, You know I grew up My dad always had things like tomato juice First thing in the right. morning I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice <laughs> <laughs> This generation's V8 Yes I, I do uh, But I love the way it makes me feel It's like I get all of my vitamins And I'm ready for the day Just with a drink And like I said it's a good tasting drink And it can help replace your, your multivitamin Just by drinking an AG1 every day Yes, and not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1 But I love that every scoop also includes Prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health It's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long If you want to take ownership of your health It starts with AG1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them? I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Agree. So you have store scoop. I have store scoop. All right. So first I got to tell you a funny story. Okay. Rachel Boutine saved you money. Mm. Every time you tell me something's saving me money, it costs me money. Nope. That's not what happened. 
Rachel and I were talking about the fact that the New Year's collection will be dropping very soon. Very soon. You gotta wait till the end of this episode for me to tell you guys. You have to wait. Look at you. Yeah. That's a wait. That's a wait all the way to the end. We were talking about this. And uh, Rachel was telling me about these referrals that she has and how she got them. And she was talking to her stories, you know, because everybody has one of your friends that you get referred to the bike. And um, then that reminded me about a story that happened to to me for a referral. And <laughs> I never got an email that I got a referral. So I was like, oh, it must have never happened. So just just to fill you in on the story, this this person, this wonderful person reached out to me. And they've been an app user for a very long time. And um, they've been listening to the clip out for the last couple of months. Their bike broke that they've been riding on. So it wasn't a Peloton bike. It was a regular like spin bike. And they've been listening to the clip out. They've been doing all the Peloton rides. And the bike that they had broke. And they were like, okay, time to invest in a Peloton. So this lovely person reached out to me and was like, I would like you to have the referral. Uh, how nice is that? That was very nice. And I never heard another word about it. So I just assumed, I mean, I gave her more, my referral code and then I didn't hear anything from Peloton. I didn't get an email. So I just assumed it didn't happen. Like she had changed her mind. She's waiting until Christmas. Totally. I mean, she doesn't owe you anything. Absolutely yeah, totally. not. That was the end of it. But then Rachel was like telling me about where she went to go look. I had never been to the spot to go look since they changed the referral program from the months to the, the dollars in the right. boutique. So I go out there and I look. Sure enough, I had a referral. I had just never heard from about it. Okay, so I'm like, well, then where's my money? Get this. And for anybody who's already done this process, you know what I'm about to say. You don't just get an email saying, here's your money. You have to contact the support in the chat and say, hey, I did a referral. I have the referral on my account. Can you please give me the code so that I can use it in the boutique? So you, it's not instantaneous. There is a step you have to take. I tell you all that to say, you need to go check your profile for referrals. They could be sitting out there and you have no idea. You might have money to spend. That seems like a Byzantine system. I I, I foresee long term that changing. It just seems like a lot of extra work for them. Yeah, I agree. And they had to ask me what the person's name was. So, like, what if I forgot? I'm going to sit there because you can only do 12 a year. I didn't know that either. But you can only do 12 referrals a year. Um, and so if I had given that person's name... What if I said it and it was somebody else's name? Would they remember? Would they? I'm sure they have a way to do it. But my point is, I may not remember where I left off if I had a bunch of them. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just thought that was interesting. And I thought people might like to know, especially with a big clothing line about to drop very soon. Uh, you might want to go check your referrals and see if you actually have money out there and you just didn't know. And all you have to do is reach out to the support team via chat. Tell them your referral name and they will get it set up for you. They'll send you a little code. All good. And if you want to know the exact moment that the new line will drop, you will tell them that at the end of the episode. I will. So you got to go all the way to the end. All the way. That's that. Okay. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right. Because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, on the Skype phone with us today for a repeat visit, not that our listeners would know, (laughs) is Mike Kyle. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Hey, good, Tom. Hey, Crystal. Good to be be back for a second go around. Yes. We own our mistakes. We just put them out there. Yeah. And uh, so we had some uh, uh, technical snafu. We did. Our computer ate an interview or two. Yeah, two. Two. Yeah. We're going to do another one so we're, later in the week. So we're circling back around. So try to pretend like this is all a surprise to you, Mike. <laughs> you haven't you haven't I, seen behind the curtain yet. <laughs> you can't see me, but I have an amazing surprise look on my face. Oh, <laughs> excellent. excellent. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> oh, goodness. So uh, I guess you, you Chris was looking at me with this. Like, I was wondering where this is going. Expectant look. Because like. you like made the sweeping gesture. Oh, that's because my shirt was riding up in my armpit. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was something way no, grander than no, that. It was just I was trying to adjust. So be glad I didn't make a sweeping leg gesture. Yeah, I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> like Karate Kid, mm. Cobra Kai. Sweep the leg. Let me know if you guys need to pause this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Back, uh, He's like, let me know if you need it. me for any of this. <laughs> so uh, I guess I will, I will start where I started last time, which uh, I was in awe of your number of Twitter followers. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to increase that since we last spoke. But, uh, <laughs> I'm still roughly roughly the same. Uh, I think I'm like 11.5, give or take. Either it's way. amazing. I, well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see after this podcast. Maybe we can get it up to 15. Let's <laughs> not go crazy. You might get up to 11, 5, 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I the best. I actually met 15 more, not 15,000. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Pressure's down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's a fella do to, to rack up that many Twitter followers? Uh, let's see, I post a bunch of random stuff so that evidently people find either funny or sad. Uh, and, but most of it's related to technology. And I think just given my background and I participate in a few uh, Twitter chats, including like the CIO chat that's weekly and a weekly cloud chat put on by Rackspace. So that gets some coverage. And, and our PR team has done a good job of, of getting our startup coverage. And I just kind of get some, I guess, some collateral benefit from that. That's awesome. That so, is awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, sure. So a long time ago, I have a computer science degree from Iowa State University since I grew up in Iowa. Uh, and I worked just in, in technology for 25 plus years. I'm currently CTO and co-founder of a cybersecurity startup. And the uh, past two roles prior to that, I was uh, CIO and SVP of infrastructure at Yahoo and VP of IT operations at Netflix prior to that. So worked my way up through the ranks, so to speak, uh, and now it have gone from, uh, let's call it the buy side to the entrepreneurial side and seeing if we can make a go of that. Wow. Nice. 
Those are incredibly impressive resume you just rattled off there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a good ride. I don't like to brag, still, but I, well, we I still have, a, have some few, a few more years in me. Hopefully. Oh yeah! <laughs> th- thanks to Peloton, of course. Uh, yes. Yeah, keeps you young and healthy. <laughs> I don't like to brag. We have a deal with Netflix too. I don't know if we can talk about this yet, but it's a uh, nine ninety five a month, <laughs> and they let us watch whatever we want to watch. It's pretty impressive. So I think it goes up when, whenever you want. Yeah, right. whenever I want, like on, on multiple devices. So we're doing okay too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can can we ask what it was like working at Yahoo and Netflix? I mean, it's somewhat surreal, just given I've worked for a lot of small companies prior. Yeah. Um, so I think going in uh, a bit naive was probably probably good. And then I tend to be pretty focused when I'm when I'm engaged in something. So I didn't I didn't really think about it during the times I was there, and I, I look back and like, wow, that was. That was a lot of fun. I learned uh, an extreme, extreme amount of new things, and you know, working with brilliant people always pushes you. Absolutely. Is it like in the movies where like everybody's on a hoverboard and you get your own <laughs> foosball table and <laughs> you got sleep pods, right? <laughs> It's not quite like the show Silicon Valley on HBO, but uh, I guess some parts or some days could be similar. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I have a Netflix story. Oh. I don't know if I told if I told you this story last time. When I was in radio a million years ago, I got a call from, I'm pretty sure, the, like, the guy that started Netflix. This would have been like 98. Oh, wow. And he's like, we're doing this thing and we mail DVDs and if you give away... These on the air, like, I'll let you have a free subscription to this for life. And I was just like, but they'll, but they'll break. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 we've tested it. Total, we've totally tested it. And then I ended up, I was like, I like the idea. And I was just like, well, I, it, honestly, the problem I, I had get, getting over the hump with giving it away as a prize is that not enough of our listeners had DVD players. Oh, my gosh. And so I was just like, I, I don't think, I mean, DVD players back then were still five or 600 bucks. Yeah, no, I was just like, oh, that was so long ago. That doesn't seem that long ago, but that was so long ago. <laughs> so I think I might have told, was it Reed? I, yeah. Reed Hale said it? Hastings. Hastings. Who's Reed Hale? I think he might have been on Gilligan's Island or something. Don't look at me like but, I'm uh, going to know an I just, answer to So that. I, think, I think it might have been him. I mean, he was certainly talking like it was like his baby. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing I'm doing And I was just like ah, I don't know about all that So I'm quite the visionary <laughs> So basically what you're saying is if, if it had been up to you We never would have gotten the Peloton That's that's what I heard Well that has nothing to do with my vision <laughs> It has everything to do with my aversion to sweat <laughs> I so think it's both How did you come and across it sounds like oh. you have an affinity to VHS tapes Instead of DVDs, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the DVD player. But it was a classic rock station in the late '90s, and so it's like they're not exactly early adopters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just like that was a lot of college kids who didn't necessarily have the money for right. If I was still on the alternative rock station, see, those people would have had DVD players. But the classic rock station, they didn't have DVD players. Gotcha. So, so uh, this Peloton thing, yeah, we've heard so much about. How uh, how did you uh, how did you come across Peloton and bring it into your world? I actually learned about it from another executive when I joined Yahoo just over three years ago. Uh, Jackie Reese uh, told me I think she know I think she's friends with John Foley and she might have actually invested 
in the company. Wow. And she, and she knew I worked out and she told me about the Peloton. So I, I looked it up and I think I bought it like that day. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't do much, I, I didn't perform a lot of due diligence. I'm like, this looks cool. I like technology. I like to work out. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, they had the warranty or return return guarantee or whatever. So I so I got the bike in October of 2014. Very um, early. Put, put my other spin bike in the garage and 1,700 and some odd rides later, <laughs> I'm still going strong. Wow. So, do you still even have the other spin bike? No, I actually gave that away to a friend to... <laughs> They wanted to start spinning, and it, it was a fine bike, but it's obviously not the Peloton platform. Right. If you gave them a bike that wasn't a Peloton, are they really a friend? <laughs> I mean, it was That's a sensitive topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put him in the. My, my jig is up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll have to not make sure he can't uh, see this post when I share it on Facebook. <laughs> I, I re-gifted a bike <laughs> <laughs> I mean anything free to a friend Is a nice thing to do And they clearly weren't ready to, to You know take the plunge for Peloton For whatever reason They needed to They needed to try it out first You don't want to go in Whole hog You know Like you did You need some training wheels so Yeah to speak. Yeah <laughs> I had at least taken a spin class before. A spin class. I had taken more than one. <laughs> Just <laughs> you're talking about yourself now. <laughs> I don't own a Peloton. <laughs> well, kinda. It's marital assets. <laughs> you say that now, Tom. Tom, what can we do to get you onto a Peloton today? <laughs> How do we need to close the deal? <laughs> Boy, he just went into salesman mode there I know, right? I like it I don't think he can I'm too lazy It's gonna happen I'm very, very lazy I don't like to sweat Or move Or activity <laughs> Or activity <laughs> It's just not my thing Well, you're good You're I gonna do it I had very negative experience with sports as a child And it just put me off movement entirely Twenty eighteen's a new year, Tom. <laughs> I have a feeling that in twenty eighteen, Tom's getting on that bike. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. <laughs> we shall see. We shall. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned that you had already exercised before before you were told about the Peloton. What kind of fitness background do you have? So I started uh, distance running uh, my last year in college, just kind of on a bet with a, one of my roommates. And turns out I was actually reasonably good at it. So I started running some road races, uh, started training with some guys much faster than me and, you know, continued on, had a, let's call it semi, semi-competitive career where I ran for some club teams that, out of San Diego, uh, sponsored by Adidas and Mizuno. Hmm. And uh, over that time, I think I've run, I've raced 10 marathons and, and countless other road races, but ended up running a 229 marathon in 2000. In Las Vegas, a two twenty nine marathon. So, are you saying two hundred twenty nine miles? Two hours and twenty nine minutes. You so, ran an entire marathon in two hours and twenty nine minutes. <laughs> like it didn't even make sense to her. Like she was like trying to like maybe it's a really long marathon. Like I don't even understand what this means. Like an ultra ultra marathon. Holy cow! Two hours and twenty nine minutes. I mean, I'm hoping to make that time for a half marathon. <laughs> oh, my word. Which is a great goal. But, I mean, I, I trained a lot. Gosh. So, and if I see a movie that's two hours and 29 minutes, I'm winded. <laughs> how many? So, I, just so I don't have to do the math. How many uh, How many miles a minute? Like, what's your pace? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, it's roughly uh, five minutes and 45 seconds per mile. Holy shit. 
That's, <laughs> that is super fast. And so do you still run now? Uh, I call it hobby jogging or disco jogging is pretty much what I do now. Uh, and is that but, because uh, of Peloton or is that just because, I mean, a lot of people we've talked to are like, uh, as I as I get older, biking is more more enjoyable to the joints. My problem is my mind still remembers running a 229 and my body doesn't. So I, I do not have the ability to run easy for most of the time. Oh. So it turns out like I... I train way too hard. Uh, it'd be like taking a Matt Wilpers uh, power class like every day. Oh. Is, is basically how I train. So like I can ride the Peloton, do a hard class and recover. And just given uh, my role in my current company, I need to have a fair amount of energy and, and running just uh, takes way too much. So it's much more of a social activity now than, than the hardcore training and sessions I used to do back in the day. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. Still impressive. I'm still on the two two twenty nine marathon. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that's something. <laughs> like, I, like, I, you like, made Tom speechless. I'm like, I can't wrap my head around <laughs> running that I can't I have trouble wrapping my head just around running. <laughs> but then two, I was actually trying to run a two twenty two because at the time that was the the qualifying mark for the Olympic marathon trials for men. Wow. And I, and I went through basically on pace through about 20 miles and completely blew up. So if you saw me during the last 10 kilometers of the race, it was not a pretty sight. Wow. I think I was like dragging one of my legs behind me. Oh my gosh. So were you trying to qualify for the Olympics or were you just like wanted to see if you could do it? I just wanted to see if I could run 222. I think I had a couple friends do it who were phenomenal runners. And I was like, I knew I was really on the cusp. Like I had to have a perfect day and knock it out of the park. You know, 229 sounds close, but it really isn't. Seven minutes is a long, long way away. Well, not from where I'm sitting. (laughs) (laughs) Keyword sitting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. So how fast, like, so uh, an Olympic runner that does qualify... What, uh, so two twenty two is kind of the cutoff mark. I'm assuming a lot of them are doing it even faster. So like, so where does an, an Olympic athlete kind of land in that time? I mean, the elite guys now, even the U.S. guys, are like four fifty to five minutes per mile. Wow. Like they're absolutely flying. That's Man. insane. I just can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine sprinting a marathon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think it's just outside I mean, of our. They're they're running faster than my five k best time or the. 5k best pace and like if i look back at how painful those races were i couldn't imagine going on for another 35 kilometers wow when you put it like that i'm yeah. getting sweaty just thinking about it <laughs> see you should hop on the peloton right now you're all warmed up no i'm like i'm adjusting my my armpit again getting all clammy <laughs> he's already got his dress hoodie on mike he's yeah. not gonna it's the holidays got my holiday hoodie on so as someone who's been around Peloton for a long time, like, uh, how have you, what are your thoughts and what have you seen in terms of how the community has uh, evolved over time? I mean, it's been a really fun to watch. I think I was kind of heads down probably the first year. I don't, I can't remember. I don't think I joined the Facebook group till probably a year and a half or so ago. Whoa. And I know John Bernstein's been running it for, since the kind of the inception. So, you know, early days. I, I remember being like, I was looking back at some old stats to be like number eight on the leaderboard. Now I'm like, if I'm like 80, I'm happy on some of these rides. <laughs> yeah. So the community's definitely grown. I think what the, the main Peloton page has what over 50,000 members now. Yeah. 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 I think it was almost 52 yesterday. Yeah. 
It's I mean, that's so fast. That's been uh, just a tremendous rise in the community and the sales and just watching how the bike and platform and UI has evolved and even going back to taking some early classes and looking how the studio has changed. Like it was nice early on, but you can see how they've improved the lighting and all the camera angles on the instructors. I think they've evolved the instructors and the different different programs and, and music lists and just tailoring to a wide variety of people, yeah, which is no small task. I mean, everybody has an opinion, yeah. including myself. <laughs> uh, and I think you have to, I think you, I was listening to your most recent clip out. And I think you, you kind of talked about that in John Foley's letter. Like, it's really hard to please everybody all of the time. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And wow, that was fast that you yeah, like that just that. went up like an hour ago. <laughs> that was, I was doing my homework to prepare. I mean, you had Dennis Morton on prior. <laughs> like now you got some dude from Silicon Valley. Like it's a letdown for people. <laughs> no, we both looked at each other. We're like, wait, that's the one that just went live. Like, man, this guy ain't messing around. No, he's not. He's you really are on the cutting edge of technology. <laughs> I was like hearing he can, it as he can, we recorded it. Yeah, he can like <laughs> listen to podcasts faster than we can run. Uh, are you one of those guys that listens to podcasts at one and a half times speed? Uh, no, I, I'm not Rain Man for sure. No, that, <laughs> no, that's it's actually a, a thing. That's a real thing. People listen. Like there are some people that like podcasts so much they have so many they want to listen to that you could that they actually listen to them at a faster speed. And one and a half times seems to be kind of the sweet spot for people to where it plays faster, but it doesn't. They don't sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> and uh, and that some uh, podcast app players actually have a setting where you could play it at one and a half times, so you can listen to more podcasts in a day. Those people are weird. Well, I mean, I think it's just a different kind of nerdy. I don't think <laughs> it's. Kind of- I think I think that's for people who who spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. Well, clearly, yeah, there. I'm in the heart of Silicon Valley, and I find that shocking. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is is aging, so I cannot process information that fast. But I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah, and I've never. I, I I think one of my podcast players actually has that as a as a button, like you can play it at one. I mean, I should try it sometime just to see. But people say that it doesn't really change the uh, the end user experience. That it like it it's not quite fast enough to really dramatically like raise the pitch of people's voices, but that it it just you you know yeah, if it's I'm a thirty minute podcast, you get through it in twenty two minutes and. I'm curious about that now because, uh, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I, I feel like I would feel rushed the whole time. Like, wait, wait, I'm still digesting. Hang on. Don't, you know, yeah. I think I'd be doing that the whole time. So I'm, I, we should try that so that I can listen. We should do that in the car. We should talk one and a half times faster. <laughs> and then when they listen to it one and a half times, it'll be three times. Faster. Is that how numbers work? I don't know. <laughs> When I just said 30 I, to 22 I am I, going to start talking slower now. <laughs> <laughs> Well they used to have a thing on, In radio That would They would like Record the show or, or they would play the show It would do it live Right And it would Kind of put you in a buffer And it would So you'd be about 10 or 15 seconds Behind You would say it 10 or 15 seconds later It would air And what it would do 
is it would go through and automatically delete cut the... out silences. Oh, that's amazing! And it was something that that's uh, what I have to do with every file that we we upload. Yeah, and and, they, and it was something Clear Channel I think came up with, and so they could on their talk their talk shows like Rush Limbaugh and whatnot they could get in an extra two spots an hour, and that makes a big difference over the course of a week. God, I remember money. you telling me about this a long time ago. I I don't know why we were talking about it, but it doesn't. That's matter. funny. I always thought that was to uh, to bleep out obscenities. <laughs> well, there's that too. There's yeah. there's just a delay to where they can dump out if you cuss. But this was like it was just constantly like looking for for like dead spots and I guess in a wave file essentially, and it would just clip them and reassemble it like on the fly. And they found that they could get like two more spots an hour. And when you're talking a show like Rush Limbaugh at his peak uh, at a national level, like that's that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's significant. I mean, that's you know, if it's two spots an hour, that's six spots a day. That's thirty spots a week. Did I do the math right? Yeah, that's thirty spots a week. That's I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So, but uh, but anyway, enough about podcast speeds. <laughs> Well, you know, I had a question. I, we got into this a little bit last time, so I don't I don't remember exactly how I brought it up. So I'm going to bring it up differently this time. But when you were talking about the community and how you've noticed a lot of changes, like with the technology of Peloton, you appreciate that because of your technological background. Um, what are your thoughts on the the changes that you've seen this year? Um, the new tablet things, the rumors that you hear coming about the treadmill, just like. What are all the thoughts that you have about technology and Peloton? I think if we start with the uh, the omnipresent thread about the the pause button, it's a good one that yeah. we chatted about last time. Yes, like people like if you if you think about how difficult that is from a technological standpoint, that you have multiple streams going to multiple devices, and how do you keep track of who paused and sync up the leaderboard? There's a lot goes on behind the scenes. That no one thinks about. We all have our myopic view of it's me and my tablet. And if you think about like the turkey burn ride with what we had 11,000 plus riders at yes. the same time. Yes. And like trying to to deliver the content continuously and keep track of all the statistics for everybody. Like there's a lot of computing power behind the scenes that no one, no one besides me and, and some of the other people on the community like John Mills probably truly appreciate. Really, and even though the tablet is is large from a real estate standpoint, I think they've done a tremendous job with the latest update on the UI and you know maximizing the real estate without blocking the view of the instructor and providing all of the different metrics people want to see, whether it's heart rate, cadence, leaderboard, you know, anything to that matter. Like it's they've just done a really good job of iterating and being thoughtful about rolling the updates out. I totally agree. I definitely agree with that. And that's that's yeah, the pause button was something we we spent a lot of time on last time because because so many people get upset about it whether you're for it or you're not for it it doesn't it doesn't matter because the they haven't done it. But Peloton doesn't they don't speak out about it. So I think people don't understand that it's complicated because for the average user it's just technology. We don't we don't understand how things work and so to us, it's no different than just you hit, you know, the Internet Explorer button and it comes up and that's the Internet. Well, I think people are so accustomed to, like, being able to pause their TV now. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, we've gotten so used to that as a society that we, it's literally on demand. So why? And if you're taking a class that's on demand, how is that different? Like how? So if you're taking a live class, everything you just said totally makes sense to me. But if you're taking an on demand class and you wanted to pause is that do you still have to take all of that computing into consideration or is that a different 
animal altogether. No, I think not to speak for Peloton because I have no in- sure, inside information, sure. but I think at some point they could implement pause for on-demand rides only. Okay. So that would be easier to accomplish than the other than than doing it like on a live ride. Yeah, because the live one, you have to like, how do you sync back up with what's going on? Like if everybody pauses at a different time, you're not really live. Okay. So I think at some point it could be like watching Netflix. Like obviously you can pause a show. So the on demand is much like the analogy is watching a show and I can pause it and take care of my child who needs something or whatever. That makes sense. Okay. And then, you know, uh, since since you did just listen to the newest episode where John Foley talks about the new features that are coming, if you could guess, because it would just be a guess or... Or even beyond guessing, if you could add something... What would it be? What would these features be for, for your... Like, if you could put up a dream Peloton, what would it be? Uh, I think I'm fine with the current bike. I, I'd like to see them expand into things like a treadmill, which I believe they've alluded to, uh, and even... Even an elliptical. I think they can move the Peloton platform to a myriad of devices or uh, pieces of equipment. And that's more compelling than trying to add on more features to the bike. I think less is more on the bike. I think they've done. There's nothing else I could think of think of that I need from the bike experience. But I'd like to do other pieces of equipment. With those other pieces of equipment. And remember, I'm asking this as a person who hasn't broken a sweat willingly (laughs) in 30 years. Um do, do the other exercise equipment, though, do they lend themselves to the instructor experience the same way that a spin bike does? I believe they could. I think that's that's an area that uh, I hope Peloton explores. And how do you make how do you make a treadmill or elliptical or stair climber experience much more social and motivating? Like for me, even given my my distance running background, I actually hate running on a treadmill. It is the most boring thing possible. Yeah. So now if you can. You can make that more social where I'm running with a group of people that I feel like are suffering the same amount of boredom <laughs> and, you know, and a motivational instructor telling you like to pick up pace or do this workout. I, I think you can really enhance that experience and the same with elliptical or stair climber. Yeah, it just doesn't seem as built in to the experience. To me, so I've I've just been I I know that they've you know there's been those hints of, of these other pieces of equipment and I always in the back of my head I think well spin classes you automatically you really you can't do a spin class by yourself you know you have to have an instructor but the other ones are more more solitary and so I was just trying to figure out like is that going to be weird to all of a sudden have a an instructor being like run faster elliptical harder. <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't I can't speak so much for the elliptical, but I would say that part of that is just people's experience kind of being used to it. I mean, you can bike outside solitary. You don't you don't have to have an instructor tell you how fast to ride a bike. So I think people are used to spin classes sure. having an instructor. So I, I get what you're saying there. But there are apps out there that exist now that you can listen to them and they will tell you how hard to run. Like if you're trying to accomplish a certain goal, right. then they'll tell you like what pace to be hitting or they'll tell you to speed up, slow oh. down. And there's music playing in the background. So I think I think that can be accomplished with Peloton. But something that I... A couple things. One, I wonder how the instructor would interact because now they're up there biking and I, I would think it would be more difficult to run and instruct. <laughs> like That seems <laughs> difficult, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> I guess you're equally winded. I don't know. I mean, I wonder how Matt Wilpers does it on a bike. So I could see him being able to do it on a treadmill or elliptical. Yeah, he seems superhuman. He does. (laughs) As as do all the instructors. Yes. Like 
they can push harder and still be able to talk. Like if I was up there teaching, well, I'd be sweating more than Matt for sure <laughs> and, and, and gasping for air and, and probably gone quiet for a good amount of the class. You just hold up signs, pedal faster. <laughs> like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Anvil. I'd have the Acme bike. Yeah. Oh, a flywheel. Oh. Zing. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so um, what are your thoughts for people who have have mentioned that they're concerned that Peloton won't be able to handle uh, the same level of commitment to customer service and innovation if they add more products? Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it hasn't been my experience so far that they have a customer service challenge. I mean, my interactions with support have been phenomenal, including I had some tablet issues as of late, which they resolved quickly. Great. So I think they've built the foundational structure that they can scale that out and just have it, it's about hiring more great people, but they have all the processes in place. And they seem to be uh, capitalized well enough to bring on more people if needed. It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, they just got the I, huge I don't cash think there's season. any lack of investment interest. I think if they needed to raise more capital. I think just from the community alone, they could probably raise a significant round. God, that's right. so true. <laughs> Do a Kickstarter. Do it Do all a, over again. Go fund me. <laughs> we need to hire some customer service people. Right to the Kickstarter. Or I guess back to the Kickstarter. Yeah, that's where they started. Yeah. Exactly. That would be funny. You mentioned how you think that all of the instructors are phenomenal. Does that mean that you ride with all of them or just some of them? Or how, what are your riding habits? I'm somewhat of a nomad when it comes to classes and instructors. I think I have a, a core set that I usually ride to, but I don't like I'm members of a bunch of different groups. Uh, I haven't gotten kicked out of any. That I'm aware of. <laughs> Zing. Well, he does you listen. Know, yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing better than I am, Mike. <laughs> Whatever you do. Well, I'll just we'll, leave we'll see after this podcast. Goes <laughs> that still holds true, but, but I mean, I think Peloton. You know, going back to like, how do they how do they reproduce this, or do I have concerns? Like, they've done a great job of curating instructors, yeah, from yeah. style, musical taste, and and persona. Well, there's still a lot of cohesion there. If you think about like what they've done with Power Zone training and and Matt Wilpers kind of starting that, and now bringing Dennis Morton on to augment it, yep, and just how how their relationship has evolved. Like, it's great to see. It is. There's a lot of camaraderie internally instead of, you know, the classic infighting or political strife you have in, in corporations. That is a really good point. And I, I've even heard rumors and they are just rumors and conjecture that, you know, that perhaps Dennis Morton is learning power zone training because they are bringing out the treadmill and Matt Wilpers is going to be doing more classes with the running. So I thought that was an interesting thought. That's an interesting conspiracy theory. <laughs> That could, I could see that happening. Like Matt's, a, Matt's got the running background and certainly the fitness to do it. Yeah, I I thought it was a very interesting theory, and they also brought up you know that Robin Arzan could do the same thing because she you know she obviously runs all the time. She does the marathon, so I thought I just thought that was a very interesting theory that they kind of have been putting these people in place and and that could multitask, but when the time was right, they could move over to yeah, this other thing. So well, speaking of conspiracy theories, I actually think there's more than one Robin. There's no way one single person can do everything she does. I know, right? Given day. She is she is superhuman. I mean, to run all of these marathons and then have she's an, an Adidas 
person. What do they call it? <laughs> Spokesperson. That would be the word I was looking for. Representative. Yes. And then uh, she also, of course, teaches all these classes and then somehow still has time to live a life and get married. She's planning a freaking wedding. How? How? How is she doing this? That's what I'm saying. There's more than one Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I wonder what uh, what a what like a fitness instructor freaks out about when they get married because most women are like oh i gotta i gotta fit in my dress fit in my dress i gotta lose these last four pounds yeah she's doing okay there like i like a fitness instructor that's (laughs) i think i think that's covered i don't know that's a good question i maybe someday we'll get to have her on the show and ask her what she was nervous about i mean they don't freak out at all or do they find new things to freak out about my guess is it's human nature so there's a there's always something that a human will freak out about yeah they're a bride i get what you're saying that's not what I said. That's exactly what you said. I was quoting <laughs> you back to you. As long as we're sharing conspiracy theories, I have one that Dick Clark didn't actually die, but that it's a really elaborate episode of uh, celebrity bloopers and practical jokes. <laughs> I'm just, well, it's been stretched out quite a while. Well, he commits. Wins, wins the punchline. I don't know. Okay. I think Dick Clark passed his DNA on to Rob Lowe because he does not <laughs> age as well. <laughs> That is also true. <laughs> That's so crazy true. <laughs> Something in the water. <laughs> well, then that, that bodes well for you because you live in the same state. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than fluoride. <laughs> that's all we get. Yeah, that's all we get. <laughs> what is your leaderboard name? Have we hit that? Not today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have not. So <clears throat> I changed it roughly a year ago from something boring to... Um, to whiskey a go go, nice. Yeah, could you tell us how Combine, you combines my uh, affinity for bourbon <laughs> as well as um, the club in the LA area where a lot of rock bands started. Yeah, that's so a legendary venue. Alcohol and music. So, and, and luckily the community wasn't big enough; no one had taken it. So, uh, <laughs> so I hopped on that. You don't have uh, doppelgangers yet, do you? I've seen some whiskey, like Ride for Whiskey. There's a few, but there's I haven't seen anything close to it so far. Okay, good. Because I think that one's really creative, and I've always I always enjoy it. And it really cracked me up when you said that you were uh, just changing it to just the emoji, the whiskey emoji. I, <laughs> that really cracked me up. <laughs> so there's the feature they need for the tablet. Like I tried to change my location to the the whiskey emoji, but it, it didn't show up properly. <laughs> need to add emojis. emojis would be good. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. John Foley, if you're listening, please add that. <laughs> I'm sure that's top of his list. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Get that whiskey emoji going and all other emojis. <laughs> you know, I'm a big uh, Monkees fan, and there's an episode of the Monkees where they play at a club that's supposed to be the Whiskey A Go-Go, and they call it the Vincent Van Gogo. Oh. I, was, I was like, that's a great joke. <laughs> that is, that's funny. Sorry. There's a reason Tom, to talk about the you monkeys. You found your leaderboard name. So when you ride later today. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. I don't know. This guy has always been really funny. Who's riding this guy? This guy. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's awfully close to the top of the list. We well, have so many to choose from. It'll probably be gone as soon as this airs. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I guess I'll just have to run over there and add it to the oh, bike. Son of a- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have uh, any advice for people that are just embarking on their Peloton journey? I think it you know start slowly. Don't don't worry about 
the leaderboard. Don't worry about how long you ride. I think just building up endurance over time, like start with a five minute, 10 minute class and also purchase padded shorts. I think that's a common thread on the main Peloton page is like, should I buy padded shorts? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so so you're a proponent of the padded shorts because I'm like the opposite. Not that I, I mean, I don't care if somebody buys them, but I'm like, I wanted to, to just get used to it and then, you know, kind of, I kind of saw it as more like the endurance aspect of it. I wanted to get used to it so that I could do longer rides and not get dependent on wearing padded shorts. I'm sure Tom has a joke there. Something. No, <laughs> I know better than to make jokes about your butt. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, I did buy uh, the bibs that Matt Wilper had, and I and they have padding, and I do really like those for like the long, the long endurance rides and stuff. That's really nice. I just find it interesting because that is always a debate. I always see that people are like, "Oh, it's painful when I first start riding," and then I always see all the posts. We buy these padded shorts, and they see all the other posts. Nope, just keep riding. Just get over it. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that. And I think you have to build up endurance all over and you should not, I think people jump on and compare themselves to the leaderboard, see different outputs and, you know, understanding the fact that each bike is calibrated differently. Yeah. So don't, don't freak out about if you're not measure against yourself over time and just take a, take a measured approach to it. You're not going to get fit like Matt or Dennis or or Alex or the guys or, or ladies overnight. And you have to take a dedicated journey. Yeah. That's, I think that's excellent advice. Yeah, you got to figure with that many people that are now part of the Peloton community, the chances of you being in the upper echelon from an output standpoint are pretty slim. I'm super happy when I crack the top half. <laughs> like that makes my day. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I get that. It's all about I mean, I've always taken the the thought approach like there's always somebody smarter, faster, stronger than you. Yeah. So you can't freak out about it. like just try to, you know, get your fitness level to the best you can and continue to to work on that. I think that's a bad But I mean, I, I still, you know, have some some jealousy. I see other people's output or like Laura Pugs taking her 5000th ride. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's like how do you do that? But it, I, I view it as you know, in my aging years, I view it as motivational versus jealousy. Like it's just, there's an incredible amount of people with different stories and experiences as part of the community. And it's really fun to see. It is, and and you know, you have to remember too that you know, like you have this this crazy high powered job that's I'm sure really really fast paced from everything you're saying. You said it takes a lot of energy, and so I mean that's going to be a different story than somebody who doesn't have that kind of level of job, or maybe maybe they don't even have a job at all. So that's those are very different schedules to work around, too, or kids of different ages, etc. It's just you can't compare apples to apples because we all have our own situation. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, we all tend to live social media like you post only the best parts of your life. So absolutely. <laughs> no one sees the full story, typically. Yeah. You're not like, man, I had a bad day today. <laughs> Let me tell you all the crap that went wrong. I mean, there are those Let people. Let me post this ugly <laughs> selfie of me waking up in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. Here's my divorce journal I had to submit to the court. <laughs> Although I got to say that's fascinating. It, I've heard good things about it. People seem to enjoy it. <laughs> Why do you love your Peloton so much? For me, like it's been the most motivational piece of equipment even though I have a a history of exercising and consistent working out like it's like I've never gotten bored with it there's always something there's always a new ride to do a different workout so you can really tailor it to how you're feeling that day or that week and you know, using that as motivation that's so true and I think that's really powerful that somebody that has worked out consistently your basically your entire adult life it, 
you still feel like this is the most bang for your buck from a motivational standpoint. I think that's a really huge, powerful point for especially if anybody's listening that's on the edge <laughs> buying it. <laughs> and one thing I, t- I tell people um, that are like thinking about buying the bike is whether you take a live class or on demand. For me, it fe- it feels basically the same. Yeah. Unless it's some anomaly like the turkey burn, like because you can see riders you follow. Yes. You're not talking to them So it's the same level of motivation That's so true I took an on-demand ride today Because I, I wanted to ride the holiday ride There was the holiday ride at 5am My time that, with, that Jennifer Jacobs did And it just didn't work out with our schedule today So I took it a few hours later It was already on demand I was so excited And I saw all my friends on there It was so cool I was like I was still riding with my friends <laughs> So great I guess the only thing you missed Is the coveted shout out Yeah It's going to get harder and harder To achieve anyway Given the number of riders per class So true Yeah Yeah yeah, it's almost it's going to be like caller number 10. It's, <laughs> That's it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like you, when you start talking about some of these classes, I, mean, I hear you talk about them where there's a thousand people on there. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, the chances of you getting a shout out are pretty slim. Yes. Well, I think with a leaderboard name like Vincent Agogo, Tom, you probably get a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> I think they would just gloss right over it. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. I, don't, I think the instructors aren't really big fans of art history based puns. Well, I think I think you're being a little judgy. <laughs> I think that's not necessarily true. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you tell us something about yourself that's completely unrelated to the bike that people might find interesting? So, I grew up on a farm in Iowa outside of a very small town of roughly 400 people. Boy, you've come a long way. So probably not the target Peloton market. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No offense, no offense to my hometown and, and my parents who still live there, but I don't think there's any Peloton owners in the middle of Iowa. So what's the name of the town? Uh, it's a long name. It's called Farnhamville. Sounds like Farmersville. It but does. It sounds like you're literally making up the name as you're saying it. Farnhamville. Bird. <laughs> Because every, every time City town <laughs> Exactly Every time I pronounce it People are like Farmersville So I have to enunciate it more To uh, to give it some uh, Some cachet <laughs> but yeah, It sounds like When like we, we just watched One of those uh, A Netflix movie The yeah. really awful uh, uh, Christmas Inheritance Yes Like their Hallmark style Christmas movie And there's a scene Where she's trying to Hide her name And she's like Ellie Lang for London Like that's what Your town sounds like <laughs> Farnhamville. That's crazy. It's like Chevy Chase and Fletch, uh, Dr. Rosen Rosen. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Rosen Penis. <laughs> you said it, Tom. <laughs> Using the whole fist there, Doc? I can do Fletch all day oh, long. No. <laughs> you don't know what you what can of worms you just opened up. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's such a good one. I think he's that's one of your like most watched movies, isn't I've it? I've watched that movie a million times. I've even I'm read char- I'm charging lunch to the Underhills today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can I borrow your towel? My car just hit a water buffalo. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I've actually read the books, too. I've read all of the books until... There are books? It was based on a book. I had no idea. It was a very like successful mystery novel, and that's part of the first movie. The second movie is not very good, but the first movie, part of what makes it so good is that it's actually a, a mystery. It's actually the mystery works. Like it's it, There are clues, and you solve it, and like you can play along as, as a mystery, and then it's also this really funny movie. Fletch Lives is an abomination and shouldn't exist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That movie should have never been made. Yes. So how does one get from from Iowa 
to Silicon Valley. I mean, beyond like plane flights. <laughs> uh, intrinsic motivation, I think, started it. I we grew up on a farm. I I despised farming from like age five onwards. <laughs> Very so specific. I knew I had to do something to not be a farmer. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people absolutely love farming. I just, it never was clicked with me. It just wasn't your thing. It was not my thing. So were your parents disappointed? Uh, no. So we actually sold our farm. I think when I was in junior high and my dad, which is how I got into computers, my dad bought a TRS-80 model two from Radio Shack and started his own accounting, uh, bookkeeping tax business. That's awesome. And so I started like trying to write, you know, early programming and we had some programming classes in high school and I really enjoyed the creative thought process of it. And so I was fortunate enough to choose a proper major in, in computer science at Iowa State. And then I worked in Minneapolis uh, right out of college. And how I got to California is like my last winter in Minneapolis, I think it was two weeks of minus 80 degrees of wind chill. Oh. That's and that's like, a real Screw thing. This. I'm moving to California. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any I, I trees in Iowa to stop the wind. Francisco and like figured it out. Wow, that's awesome. That is good for you. Good for you for just going with your gut and knowing what was right for you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's always. I mean, there's some, there's some aspect of being young and stupid in there as well, where you don't have any responsibility. Or people like I wasn't married or didn't have kids. That's what your twenties so are for. To pick up and do. I we tell our kids all the time. That's what your twenties are for. Get out. <laughs> like go do that. Yeah. Like have a backup plan, but chase a dream and go do, go do that and and see where it gets you because you never know where that road's going to take you. Yeah. You know? That's when you try things. I mean, I wanted to work in radio. I ended up doing concert promotion. I, like that's a fair trade. You know what I mean? But not a not a path I could have just I couldn't have just walked out of my house and said I want to go promote concerts and done it. Like it's just so it's you know I I'm a big believer in that and you're a testament to that honestly. Absolutely. And, and I don't think you know people always ask about career trajectory and path. Like there's no there's no path. There's no recipe to do it. Yeah. I think we all we all hit bumps in the road, make bad decisions, but you have to learn from those decisions and not make them again. Like that's the biggest learning aspect. That's right. Absolutely. Failure is a great teacher. <laughs> it's you, painful, if but you yes. Listen. If you listen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> See, that's why I have such a successful second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for, uh, one, doing this again. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> We, we, You're most welcome. We're sorry that uh, clearly we're not as good at the computers <laughs> as you are. <laughs> Yeah, if you're ever in Missouri, come by and uh, check out our setup and tell us what we need to do to make it better. Yeah, laugh. you can laugh at us. We actually have a family get together in Branson, Missouri, next summer. Really? With that you we will took, be super close. We took the kids to yeah. It's like that's like what three and a half, four yeah. hours from here. We took the kids to Branson a couple years back. We yeah, just did all the up and down the strip and took them to see a, a Beatles tribute band. And it was July Fourth weekend. We did the. Uh, the one of the showboats that you can go out in the lake and watch the fireworks. It was awesome. It was fun. Yeah, you will you will enjoy that. Yeah, it's a little. We will be having our hoe down there in, sometime in July, I believe. Yeah, it, oh, it's cool. already scheduled. My wife has the details. It's a li- <laughs> it's a little cheesy. I was going to be like, oh, it's a little cheesy, Middle America, but then I'm like, wait, you're from Iowa. Yeah, so, so like, you, you get, get it. it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Ignore the signs. Yeah, ignore all the billboards with people with weird teeth, like yeah. they like 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 comical hillbilly teeth, like like they're trying to be funny, and it's just like, please stop making that face. Yeah, like I will embrace my inner redneck. Okay. Okay, good. You're going to need to. Yeah. 
but it's still it's still a fun time. So, but before we go, yes, you have to do the final question. Where can people find you online? Uh, so my Twitter handle is at mdkail, so mdkail, uh, and that's pretty much my uh, standard username, other than Whiskey A Go Go on Peloton. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully we'll get you those 15 users. Yeah, we'll get well, your Twitter's about to blow up. And by blow up, I mean increase incrementally. Slightly. Slightly. Ever so slightly. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your day and uh, and doing this with us. We greatly appreciate it. No, likewise. Thanks for having me. And, and Tom, enjoy your first ride later today. <laughs> oh, I would, but we got to uh, drive to uh, Crystal's parents' house. And it's like two hours got, away. It's a whole you thing. You have a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a thing. Yeah. But someday, Mike, it's going to happen. That's a different Chevy Chase movie. <laughs> oh, dear. It's Caddy Chuck. I got a thing. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, and, and have a great holiday. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Here's today's recipe for success. So in lieu of a recipe this week, <laughs> we will reward you. <laughs> We're telling you who's going to be on the episode next week. <laughs> with when the new line will be released so you can be waiting with your credit card in hand. Yes. And maybe a referral code. Yes. So we were told I have a chat log confirming it. So I cannot be held responsible if I was told incorrectly by a Peloton employee via a third person who dug up the data for me. The sales in the store begin January 6th. That's when the new line hits. That's when the new line hits. The the sales online also begin on January 6th at 9 a.m. Eastern. Have your credit cards ready, ladies. I say ladies because I feel like there's going to be a lot of ladies lining up. I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to spend so much money, Tom. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So if anybody has any more referral codes, that would be nice. Take pity on a guy. I shouldn't complain. You make more than I do. (laughs) And Rachel saved you a hundred bucks. I had no idea that I had that money there and I got it. Now that I have the code, I can now use it because if I had waited, I would have then had to wait to make my purchases, which let's be honest, was not going to happen. It was never going to occur. It was not going to be a thing. So there you go. There's your information. So you can get to the front of the line. It's just a little tip, a little bonus, a little perk. For being a listener of the clip out You're welcome Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Happy Holidays And Happy New Year That's a whole lot of happies I know so, I'm sure I missed a bunch too <laughs> Yes Don't don't complain please Say <laughs> so if you want to complain about it You can do it on the OPP That's what it's there for <laughs> So uh, I believe that's it for this episode Hopefully we didn't get you sick Yeah I'm and, gonna go sleep now Yes With whom will we be speaking next week? Talia McKenney. She is affiliated with a television show. Yes, Talia actually works for the real estate agency called Nest Seekers International, which is affiliated and featured on the show Million Dollar Listing NYC on Bravo. On Bravo. So she is a she is a huge Peloton fan. Yes, she's a studio writer. Yes, and she will tell us all about how she. Uh, how she found Peloton, how she ended up in real estate. We're going to have all kinds of stuff to talk about. How she fell backwards into a TV career. <laughs> It'll be a good time. It will. So that's what you have to look forward to next week. And hopefully we'll be a little healthier. That is the plan. Until next week, if they want to try to 
contracted disease from you online, where can they find you? <laughs> Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe or uh, on Twitter at Clipout Crystal or on the bike at Clipout Crystal. I don't know when I will be back to my bike, sadly. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Uh, I know when I will be back to the bike and that's never. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're awful confident over there, Missy. Mm-hmm. So until then, you can also find the show online at theclipout.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash theclipout. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling.